From the newsrooms of the City Morning Herald and The Age, this is Please Explain. I'm Chris Sapone. It's Tuesday, November 8th. 15-year-old Cassius Turvey was allegedly confronted by a car full of people while walking home from school in the Perth suburb of Middle Swan on October 13th. His family has said Cassius had been chased down by one of the occupants of the vehicle and hit with a metal pole. After a severe beating, the Nungar Yamaji teen was hospitalized and later died. Cassius's death has electrified the nation, highlighting the violence experienced by the Aboriginal community, in this case, in broad daylight. Today, on Please Explain, Megan Krakauer, Project Director of the National Suicide Prevention and Trauma Recovery Project and friend of the Turvey family, speaks to us about the death that the nation is mourning. Megan, to start, can you tell me a little bit about Cassius Turvey? Who was he and what was he like? Cassius Turvey can be described in a number of ways. Someone that is beautiful, someone that is kind, someone that resonates with many right across the country. A hardworking young man that has a strong family. But I guess the best story to explain the type of young person that Cassius was would be this. So at the age of 12, he said to his mum, when can I start working? And mum says, well, I think you have to be about 14, 15. Cassius then at the age of 13 grabbed a family lawnmower, went down and mowed a couple of people's houses. He came back to mum and he said to Michelle, "Um, do you think anyone else wants their lawns mowed? And Michelle said to him, what are you going to ask? It started getting dark and Michelle's thinking, I wonder where this kid is. I don't know where he is. And she was getting really worried. He eventually came home. And when he came home, Michelle said, where have you been? He said, I've just mowed 15 lawns and five want us to go back. And later on, he said, Mum, do you think I need to pay tax? So this is the type of kid. He was motivated. He loved community. When he was mowing lawns, there was no set rates. Basically, it was what a person could afford. So the generosity and the love to his elders and people and even the non-Indigenous community was profound. And... If it's not too painful, I'm hoping you can tell me what happened to Cassius. What what led to the tragic death a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, so on the 13th of October, um, he was on his way home from school in his school uniform. On October 13, Cassius and a group of teenagers were walking home from school wearing their school uniforms. This car just was started going past him, swearing at him, saying a lot of racial slurs. And it's alleged that there was a group of people in a car. One jumped out and basically hit him with a metal pole. Police say his friends managed to get away, but Cassius Turvey didn't and was beaten with a metal pole. And in a um, he went into a hospital, young Cassius, on the 13th, and he passed away on the 23rd and in a cruel twist was released from Perth Children's Hospital only to suffer a stroke within hours, ending up back there where his life support was turned off. It was cruel, it was um, heinous, it was wrong, but the allegations have now been such where the charges have gone from unlawful wounding to murder. And since his death, rallies have been held across the country for Cassius. And there, there've even been, there's been a rally overseas. Um, you've been instr- instrumental in organizing some of these rallies. Can you tell me about them and, and any of the particular moments that have sort of stayed with you? 
Oh, it's just been incredible. So in terms of the rallies, um, Michelle and I had a bit of a yarn and obviously there was a family vigil that was happening on the 31st. And we said, well, maybe we should do something a little bit national because we knew there was a lot of hurt and a lot of pain and we wanted to do something in terms of healing and remembering the young boy that this little fella was. So we su she suggested, well, what about the second? And I said, yeah, no worries, we'll do it. Anyway, we put it out to one person, the second person, the third person. Before you knew it, there were 44 rallies on that particular day right across the country. One mother's grief uniting thousands across the country. He died a leader. He will have followers. But I want you to, to all know how young it started. One of the things that was right across the country is Michelle and I, we worked on a family statement, a statement specifically for Michelle, and that got read out to every single, by every single person at those rallies. The most beautiful thing about it, it was remote Aboriginal communities. It was smaller towns. It was larger towns. It was major capital cities. The National Day of Action saw more than 40 rallies across cities and towns calling for positive change. The death of Cassius is unspeakable. And I think it has touched something in this country. And it was a sense of healing, it was a sense of involvement, it was a sense of empowerment because there was no strict guidelines. And in terms of what stays with me, I saw a little video of a remote community and there was about eight kids and they all had a little candle in their hands. And there was a photo of Cassius, rest in peace. And these little ones, they speak their own language. But it was a beautiful song and it's called Candle in the Wind. And it was just such a sombersome, but at the same time, such a powerful, powerful image. And I'll never forget that for the rest of my life. And I guess the last one that I'll never forget is there were some non-Indigenous people and they sent me Facebook messages and they said, do you mind if we organise a rally? Sure, not a problem. And it was just that willingness from other cultures and other people in Australia, because at the end of the day, we're all brothers and sisters of the human family, but they reached out and they wanted to do something in honour and something special, which brought their community together for the healing process and their way of mourning and grieving with Michelle, who's been absolutely powerful with her message right across the country. Violence feeds violence, and that's what we didn't want in this situation. So this is people from beyond the Aboriginal community that are actually reaching out to say that they are upset by the death of Cassius Turvey. Is that right? Absolutely. And some of these, um, some of our non-Indigenous brothers and sisters, they did hold the rallies, they coordinated the rallies, and they brought people together. So from Newcastle, from all over the place, it was incredible in that sense. So that's how much of a... Um, impact that the death of this little fellow, rest in peace, has sparked right across the nation. And has this outpouring of support, has and the, the compassion that you've seen around his death, and has it surprised you, or has it surprised the family? 
it has surprised the family, if I can be honest. Um, even the GoFundMe page, the family said, you know, we would have been happy with 5000 That We weren't expecting anything more. They're very humble. The amount of support from little things to bigger things to voices to um, beautiful, kind messages, it's just been really quite overwhelming for Michelle and the family. And in terms of it affecting me, yeah, of course it's impacted. And, yes, I have been a little surprised, but at the same time it, it was to be expected in so many ways. So obviously there's lots of history and sad history about violence and brutality against the Aboriginal people. But what do you think is different about the case of Cassius Turvey that sparked this sort of response? I mean, what, what has changed in your opinion? I think with young Cassius, the leadership and the words spoken by Michelle, his mum, the way that she was generous in sharing her heart and her, her pain and her sadness with the whole of the country. He died a leader. He will have followers, but I want you to, to all know how young it started. She shared her vulnerabilities. She shared it with so much grace and love and kindness, and people could see that she was hurt. I'm just heartbroken for my son, 15 years of age. For no reason, I've lost him. But I believe what resonated with many is the mere fact that he was a little young fellow going home from school in his school uniform and just did not deserve um, what what happened. A lot of mothers, fathers, grandparents, the whole of our community, whether you be black, white or brown, resonated thinking that could have been my child. We have thousands and thousands and thousands of children that walk home from school. So I think that was the thinking there. And that's why so many people resonated. Just people drew to him in the sense that here's a young person whose life has been cut short um, through just walking home from school and not causing any trouble whatsoever. So a lot of people resonated with that. Do you think that the broader Australian society is beginning to view violence against Aboriginal youth in a different light? I hope so. There's still a lot more work to be done. Um, we look at the Royal Commission into Aboriginal Deaths in Custody where over 500 people, um, dear souls, rest in peace, have passed away and there's been no justice, no accountability whatsoever. The Royal Commission into Aboriginal Deaths in Custody with the 339 recommendations, um, not all have been implemented. But in terms of the violence, what's been said, and we know as a community who's been totally immersed and totally embedded, we see firsthand what happens to people it sadly it just goes unreported and when it goes unreported i mean you know we just live with the grief we live with the trauma we, we live with the pain with young cassius rest in peace it's basically said hang on this violence does happen this violence happens against all of our people and that's not good that's not acceptable and there needs to be laws that are strengthened to protect young people when they walk home from school. But there needs to be a more emphasis on that. Sadly, that's not the case at the moment. Straight after, there was another young boy on the 20th. There was a situation in Perth where this young person, sadly, with what you see on CCTV footage, um, he was brutally attacked, and that's not good. So as a result of it being in the West Australian front page on the sad day that just went, 
the police have now charged this person and, you know, court proceedings have now begun. So it's these types of stories that are now emerging and coming to the front and as a result the media um, have been really quite receptive, if I can be honest, in taking these stories out so we can understand the deficit discourse because whether you're a politician, whether you're a <clears throat> um, director general, if you don't know about something, you can't fix it. So raising of the deficit discourse to the people themselves, the lived experience, that changes the narrative and that's a good thing. Now, you're obviously close to the Turvey family. Can we just ask, how are they coping now? What are they saying to you? Oh, look, they're still hurt. Um, they're, they're really sad. They're preparing for funeral. It's something that will never leave them. You know, a mother's love for a child is just absolutely incredible. But as mothers right across this country, we should never bury our children. We should never bury our children. Our children should be burying us. And sadly, with this little person, he has resonated in the hearts and souls of many right across the country. But in terms of Michelle, this will never labour and she'll be forever impacted. Megan Cracker, I thank you very much for your time on Please Explain. No worries. Thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Today's episode of Please Explain was produced by Margaret Gordon. Please Explain is a production of The Age and the City Morning Herald. If you enjoy the show and want more of our journalism, subscribe to our newspapers today. It's the best way to support what we do. Search The Age or smh.com.au slash subscribe. I'm Chris Sapone. This is Please Explain. Thanks for listening.